Welcome back to another episode of The Flip Side. Today we're going to be going over how to change your setup based on the skill you're connecting into. Um, the example we're going to be using today is B-Twist. So for example, uh, things you can do out of a B-Twist would be you can swing it, you can do tacks out of it, you can do vanishes, which are different. Um, you can do like swing through killing motion, um, just like doing a vanish 9 out of it versus a vanish GMS. You know, anything or even variating the, the B-Twist itself. Uh, and then how does the connection connect? So just a whole bunch of different ways that you can um, engage differently through skills to allow yourself to do your next skill. Is there uh, any, what kind of experience do you have in changing your previous skill to the next skill? Um, whether it be in gymnastics or any of the tricking that you've dabbled in? Uh, let's see. Usually... Connecting skills, especially in gymnastics, is usually just they're connecting it forward or backward, so you don't really connect too many things sideways unless you add inside something, which people usually do for, like, beam. Um, so, like, usually it's, like, a half twist or step out. It's usually, like, the two most common variations. Like, they could do back layout, step out, back layout, step out on beam, or they could do back handspring, back layout, step out, so it's a two-foot takeoff instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they could do somewhat of a swing through. Like, they do have uh, gainers on beam and off beam or on floor. Uh, just half turn into a step out. So, like, doing, like, what Allie Raisman does is the round off one and a half step out. And then, or she could do round off one and a half punch front. So, it's just a step through or a punch through is usually just the biggest variations that we do. But personally, right. and doing think- those. Yeah, doing those, doing just those small like changes, like if she's doing the punch versus the step out, is going to like change how it feels in the air, right? Yeah, and it really changes what time you have to start opening up and kind of spotting the floor and using those visual cues of knowing where you are, because the step out changes where you push your momentum compared to like a punch or like trying to swing. It just changes when you have to make contact with the floor with how many feet or how your chest needs to be, where your head needs to be, where your shoulders need to be, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about today. So yeah, but we're going to use the B-Twist as the example. So um, let's start with like an obvious one. Everyone does this pretty cookie cutter is B-Twist Vanish 9. So uh, you've actually done B-Twist before, Sean. So when you do a B-Twist, I just want to hear from someone who doesn't do it a lot. Um, what do you do to make your B-Twist like land? What do you think of when you're like, oh, I'm going to set and I'm going to turn it over? How do you turn it over? Um, I mean, kind of a funny answer, but in my head, I just think barrel roll. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's super valid. That's super valid. Um, I mean, the other thing I thought about was, and you, you kind of explained it to me before, and especially when I was trying to learn it, uh, you, you taught me raise first. You're like, just do a raise. And then I thought, okay, well, if I do B-twist on some ax- on some level, it's almost like going just into a race, just on a slightly different axis. So I was like, well, I have the comfortability looking over the shoulder and then trying to spot the floor on the way down. So I kind of thought about it that way as kind of quote unquote, also doing the barrel roll, but then spotting it. Like I'm kind of doing a race, just trying to not invert it too much and just staying horizontal. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. So what, when you do raise, what is the number one thing that you engage to make it come to the floor? Um, let's see. 
and when I was learning the raise, the the biggest thing you told me was to just relax and let it happen because I was trying to force it too much. But the biggest thing that I learned to engage was the hip flexors and the quads, like lower core, because that's what is the driving force to get it over. Just like a back layout step out for gymnastics wise is the raise is kind of that same motion. If as long as your hip is coming over your head, then you can drive it down into the floor onto your one leg. Exactly. It, I remember good specifically you saying, oh my gosh, my left butt cheek hurts so bad because you, oh, I know. you're a left twister. And so when you were flipping it over, you're taking off your right leg, but your left leg is what hurts because um, what you were doing is essentially a sh- like a shuriken. You're, you're taking your right step and your left leg is kicking over the top and engaging through the whole way. So with this B twist, um, we're gonna go into B twist vanish nine. Um, if you're gonna do a vanish skill, it's a lot like any step out skill, like front flip step out. When you do front flip step out, you're not engaging for the push off of your final leg. You're engaging for the catching momentum and then propelling. So, and it's the exact same thing with the B twist vanish. You're gonna go into your B twist and you're going to engage in a shuriken sense. Um, I find that. It's mu- so if I'm doing Beatrice Vanish 12, for example, I can feel that engagement much, much stronger. I would way rather do Beatrice Shuriken Vanish 12 than I would if I was going to do Beatrice Round Vanish 12. And the reason behind that is my chest orientation. Um, if I am leading heavily with my Shuriken leg, um, my ability to cushion and transfer that momentum is much, much stronger versus when I throw that round kick, I'm in the air transferring weight from my left leg to my right leg then my left leg touches and my right leg my left leg touches and my right leg comes down so it's it's not as much weight transferring left to right it's almost like i'm landing on them at the same time or much closer because the weight transfer is is less it's it's already been distributed i want to distribute it later so that i can explode off my right foot so that's just like a, a, you know, the first understanding of what we're trying to uh, portray to you guys on how this Beatrice is going to work. The next thing I want to go to is a swing. So, Sean, what do you think is going to be the biggest change going from Vanish to Swing? Um, really, I think it's just how much your chest is dipping or coming up and actually engaging kind of your back muscles if you're wanting to be a little bit more archy or a little bit flatter and then in- engaging your right butt cheek of holding your leg up i would assume be yes. able to swing because if you're if i'm landing left foot down but my right my essentially my right butt cheek or my right leg is just not engaged to be able to swing and actually change where the momentum needs to go and how stiff my shoulders are my back then i'm not going to be able to redirect at all and it's just going to crumble as to nothing yeah <laughs> just this is okay i'm glad you brought up the inversion level this is really really cool so um what i want to we gotta if you're a tricker you really have to have the ability to imagine yourself in the situation um i remember one time i was at a tricking gathering and michael guthrie was explaining some tricks and me and a few other guys were there just like sitting and and then he was explaining stuff and just off and on we would like twitch like we, he'd be like, okay, think about this. And then my leg would just like jump. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I'm just imagining so hard that I'm in the skill and my body reacts as if I am in the skill. So let's try to engage that um, as we talk about this. So um, imagine you're trying to do B to a shuriken swing 
you know, double cork. The hardest part of that is going to be, we just talked about the shuriken vanish. If you're doing shuriken vanish, you're going to come out um, open, you know, much earlier than landing. You're barely going to land in complete because your vanish is going to follow the same direction of motion that you've already created. So you're going to be essentially doing beat to a shuriken vanish 12 on a balance beam versus when you do your swing, your your toes are not going to be sideways on the beam anymore. They're going to be uh, parallel with the beam. So you're doing B2's double cork now. Um, you're not going to be able to engage Shuriken. And if you, I mean, you can, oh. it's good, but it's just going to be much more difficult and it's not going to feel good. Um, if you're going to, like, if you're trying to do B2's triple cork, you're not going to use Shuriken to assist you in that. Now, this is where you're going to do more of a B-twist round engagement. And the reason, the, the main difference between the Shuriken and the round when using them for um, power transfers is so you're going to do B-twist shuriken in order to transfer the weight in the same direction of motion but the b-twist round engagement is much later the shuriken happens almost immediately so this late engagement allows you to finish your skill and then pop out of it it's kind of like if you're going to do the um round off back half punch versus the round off back half step out the step out happens much sooner and you're going to be engaging for that landing versus the punch you're holding on much longer than you're like now and you kick it out that's that's what the swing is going to be like. Is there any Actually, other? Do do uh, does that all make sense? No, it does. I I really like that you're really trying to break it down as like as simply as possible here. Because even for me, being still kind of a noob to understanding like tricking terms, it makes more sense of where I feel where my body engagement needs to be and where I need to be in space and kind of think of how it feels and where I need to. I mean, I keep repeating those words, but that's what you have to think about when you're trying to learn this or trying to understand like how it connects differently is your foot placement, your shoulder placement, your hip placement, like everything makes more sense the way you're explaining it. Good. Yeah. So um, let's back up into the beginning of the skill. So we talked about how to transfer the weight into the next skill, but what about if you want to do um, B-twist D-leg punch backside nine you're not going to be able to use the round variation or the shuriken variation because the d-leg variation in a b-twist is different than both of those which is actually different than cork if you're doing a cork d-leg it's very similar to shuriken and it's very similar to round um uh, timing wise because you hit your peak but with a b-twist the peak is so short um because you're you're taking off basically halfway through a cork essentially with a cork yeah. you have a whole you know you go backwards and a 360 a b twist you have you're already halfway done essentially with your backflip you know the flip is half the time but you still have to complete all this twist in that amount of time which is why triple b twist is so much harder than triple cork so I agree. um talking about the d leg um we want to start it immediately and the way that i make the pretty much any variation come out is I relate it to if I'm doing a pop kick. So pop 360 uh, with a with a uh, outside crescent kick is feels just like beat with shuriken to me. Um, pop phalong feels very similar to how a beat with round properly comes out, and then doing a pop D leg, and which feels. So if I'm doing a pop D-leg, it feels different than if I'm going to do like a D-leg that I will use for a D-leg twist because it feels much more like a kick. You want the kicking version for the B-twist 
um, because if it's not a kicking version, then you better be twisting it. Um, I, I see a lot of B twist D leg twists, and the D leg happens at the very end where the cork, uh, or, or I'm sorry, where the round kick comes out. Uh, but the the D leg, and if you're doing it for aesthetics or in order to transfer for the backside nine, you want it to happen extremely early and have that fall time. Um, you almost want to take off like vertically so that you can have all your spot points, which is really interesting. So that's exactly what I'm, what I'm trying to explain to you guys is you don't just do a B twist D leg to do the B twist D leg. You do it at the beginning. If you're going to do a backside nine on it, or you do it at the end, if you're going to end up twisting your B twist. Yeah. Okay. So as an understanding of how to connect it from the butterfly twist, cause the butter or B twist, cause it's, one foot takeoff trying to get to that d leg you really have to almost pause your left leg a little bit as you're starting to turn over so once you push off your right leg it catches up to actually doing the d leg correct absolutely it feels just like a stall like i can't do many stall tricks but if i was going to compare anything to a backflip stall it would be a b twist d leg which is super weird but yeah i mean it's it feels just like i'm just i i set myself up and i I wait to twist as long as I can so that I can get a solid D leg before my peak of my B twist. Yeah. So it's, that makes sense. Okay. So once you take off and you snap your feet together, then if you're trying to twist out of it, instead of just finishing the D leg, once you snap your legs together, you start to pull the twist afterwards, correct? Yeah. But you have to spot that late point. If you're going to do B twist, oh. D leg twist, you have to spot the late point because what happens is, think about it, it's it's. I don't know if this is actually true or not, but this is what I tell people is is you can really only generate a three sixty. You know, if you think three sixty, you're going to generate a three sixty. If you you know, you're not going to do more. This way, I have like a snatch cannon tutorial out, and something I say is that is like. You have to do 120% of a backflip if you're trying to do a snatch cannon. The cork does not go to its feet. Then you do a backflip. You start your backflip early. And this is the yeah. same idea. Um, if you're going to do B-twist, D-leg twist, you can't tell yourself do a 360 because your D-leg is only going to go to round area. So if you add a 360, you're landing on your ass. You know? So, oh, that's true. Right? So you have to, and especially, so how can you really add 150%? of twist can you do a b twist d leg and when your legs are pointing towards the sky you're gonna do you know one and a half twists or are you gonna do b twist d leg to the floor and add a 360 you know hmm. so okay so also yeah, changes the timing of when the twist has to happen exactly and how much you're going to add how much can you physically add to the skill and if you're going to tell yourself add a 360 you are going to add a 360 so you need to properly take off and do the variation before you execute a 360 or tell yourself to do 400 you know it's it's really just depends and then this is also um this actually leads right into the double b twist that i was going to talk about so in that sense double b twist does not feel like a double twist at all it, it, when i first learned double b twist it felt so much like a triple twist it was crazy because because it's like it, that same idea I am. I wasn't doing, and I even now I don't do a B twist with a 360. But what's funny is Eric does do that. But I can't get as much lift as Eric does when he does his. So he can do a big B twist at a 360, and it really gives him the the oomph that he needs. But for me, I just yank it, and it feels like a backside 12. And backside 12 is more twist than 
you know, than a 720. So that, and that's what the double B feels like. So just all these different, it's, it's just mind games. And so really just play with engagement. Um, and this isn't just about B twist either. This, this translate into all different types of skills. Like Sean said, he said, raise, um, any other skills that you think that can transfer in even, even in gymnastics, like, is there some skills that you engage your legs differently based on the skill that you're coming out of besides the, besides like a, a punch versus step out? Um, I mean, I guess if you want to think about it, if you're connecting, um, even just doing toe turns for gymnastics, even though it's a very simple thing, there's different ways to do your turns. Like there's wolf turn, there's, uh, keeping your leg at horizontal kind of a turn, keeping it all the way up. So it's vertical, which is extremely hard. And I don't know how people do that, but (laughs) the difference with that is just how they engage their hip flexor during the skill and then their core of finding that balance point because you really want to think of trying to be like a gyro so that you actually spin around in one spot which is already extremely difficult but um usually i would think the biggest trick on working on different types of connections and feeling it differently is bars because if you're not swinging through it it makes it really hard because you just can't create the momentum out of nothing and that's why when people try to do connections on bars, if it's not like almost 100% on, it's it's like impossible to connect. Well, people do um, a backflip in between the bars, re-catch the low bar, and then do a toe shoot half turn back up to the high bar. It, it Even though it does sound complicated to people that don't do gymnastics, and at the same time, it is still like a complicated gymnastics combination. But if you think about it, they're just going down to the low bar, going back up to the high bar. So in theory, it sounds like it should just be really easy because you're slingshotting yourself back up. But if you do not catch at the right time and engage the correct muscles and in the correct way, it is literally impossible to do. I mean, I I would think of it as the same way going into tricking, where if you just don't engage the right way, depending on what you're trying to do, it's just not going to happen. And you have to think about that before you even start this heel. You're like, all right, well, this is how I want to land. This is what I want to connect into. So if I'm trying to connect into swing, but I'm not chambered to do a swing or i'm not trying to hold that position for the swing but i'm holding it to do a vanish instead then when i try to swing it's probably not going to end the way i want it to yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to explain here is like doing so for example doing b twist cork double cork you are not going to do your b twist cork double cork the same way you do b twist triple cork because everyone wants those low and fast corks if you're going to set up for that next really strong skill and it's the same thing what you're saying if you're doing bars <clears throat> and you do, you know, that toe shoot versus and like transferring from bar to bar versus doing a dismount. You are going to exit the bar very differently. And mm-hmm. that's really what we're trying to say here is don't learn how to B twist and then do B twist into all your skills. You need to learn how to B twist, then learn the variations and learn how they're different and they allow you to do the different skills. Then you're you're not you doing your it's in your head, you don't do B-twist and then cork. You do B-twist cork. And then you yeah. don't do B-twist vanish nine. You do B-twist vanish nine. It's, it's, that is almost one skill now. It's not, you're not doing you know, a B-twist into a skill multiple times. You are doing that mushed skill, which is really what people need to learn if they want solid connections and power connections especially. I agree. And a lot of it, especially with tricking, just really comes down to how that foot comes down and how strong you're able to engage your core and that leg to be able to catch, to be able to redirect. Because, like, 
and we always make fun of it. Well, your foot's not at 45, so it's not a complete. But, <laughs> um, so, like, if your foot's coming down, let's see, parallel with you, it's going to swing differently depending on where you're coming from from the twist. If it comes down almost perpendicular towards 45, then it's also still going to swing differently and take off differently. Where if I'm coming down parallel with myself, I'm still twisting out of it. Well, my right leg's coming towards that foot, so now I have to redirect a lot differently of how I'm going to connect into what skill I'm doing. But if my foot's coming down 45 degrees or like 30 degrees, now my swing leg is going with the leg, so now it's parallel with my my walking foot. Yeah, now, and the, the thing that, that dictates the thing that dictates all that is the level of engagement during the skill. Everyone mm-hmm. tries to adjust that kind of thing at the end. They they open their eyes, they look around, and they try to put their foot down the way they want it. But instead of doing that, you need to do how are you entering the skill and how are you engaging through the skill. You should not set and relax too much there should be engagement in some area and whether that's mm-hmm. during your shuriken whether that's a chambered round kick whether it's you know doing that d leg or whether your arms are in tighter and you're turning your shoulder over there should be some mental trigger that is translated into the physical that uh, that changes the end result you do not change the end result at the end you change the beginning equation that's what it's about I agree with that, because if you take off incorrectly, it's almost impossible to land correctly. If you're trying to land a specific way and you don't take off correctly to land that way, like if you take off too vertically, you're not going to be able to land... Upside down. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and so, like, it's, it sounds so simple, and I love, I love talking about it like this, because to us, this is so simple, and it's so, like... It's so obvious. And then we say it to someone and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so obvious. But they don't apply it and they don't, they don't delve deep enough into the skill during the session that they just try the same way over and over again and trying to get a different result. Two plus two equals four. It won't equal six because you want it to. You have to change the numbers in the beginning. That's really all it is. Sometimes the most obvious answer is the correct answer, even though it, it, you don't always want it to be. It, it usually is. <laughs> and it helps out so much all the time. <laughs> you, oh you were finally with your triple cork help, and you were like, well, I don't know. Don't like look all over the place. I, I don't know. Don't crunch at the hip. Like, well, duh. I'm not trying to. And then I focus on not doing it, and then it works. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I should have oh. just tried. <laughs> I don't know. I was telling myself not to, but I wasn't telling myself to do something else either. You know? Oh, that brings up such a good point that we can do for another episode is, oh my god, I tell people this all the time. Like, if you're not actively thinking about doing it, you don't feel yourself doing it, you're probably not doing it. Yeah, let's do an episode on that. that. simple. No, yeah, yeah, an episode on do not mentally think of not doing something. You need to mentally think of doing something. Yes, I like it. Okay, uh, going back on topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So with landing B-twist... What type of connections, I mean, how would you land or do the skill slightly differently depending on, like, a couple more connections? Like, would you be able to hyper it? Would you be able to do a semi? Like, what, what other things would you think would feasibly be able to do out of it, and what would they connect into? Okay, um, something that I find really, really interesting uh, for a B-twist connection is actually um, skip front swing. So say you're going to do a B-twist and you dry swing it, and then you half turn in front swing into a raise. 
that is going to be something that is extremely different than anything we've even talked about yet. And the reason that is, is because you're not doing it into a true skill. You're actually trying to kill your power on purpose, but there is some level of momentum retained. So the way you would go about doing that is, is a bit similar to if you're going to do B-twist cork, triple cork. Your cork is going to be low and fast, just like that skip, but you're going to have to really engage in the ab area and posture. Um, any Even skills that come out of a horizontal axis, you need to have very, very strong posture. Otherwise, your body can't control. Um, it just really can't control the swinging momentum. Uh, when people are asking for any type of swing help, they they assume that they lean back into the skill and you do not lean back into the skill. When you do a backflip, you don't lean back, you jump up and then you flip. But when you do a back handspring, you do lean back. So any skill, it doesn't matter if you're doing a B twist. If you want to do B twist cork, you want that cork to go upside down. If you're going to do another swing out of it. Um, so it's really just, it's learning how to kill the power, but keep the posture so that you're properly transferring. So I don't know really how to explain this in a way that's going to make a ton of sense, but I'm just going to explain it the way I think of it, and hopefully that translates somehow. So you're going to do B-twist, and you're going to swing your right leg. Uh, it, it, that's my swing leg. And I'm going to twist left. As I'm twist, twisting left, I'm going to chamber my left leg, which is my shuriken leg, and then I'm going to front swing that. What's happening here is I'm doing a B-twist, engaging my left leg as a chamber, putting it onto the floor, engaging my transferring that momentum that I have put in my left leg during the chamber into my right leg for the swing during my half twist as my right foot plants. I, I have already begun to chamber my left leg and now it swings. It's like, uh, you're just, trying to, so it's like a when pendulum. you do that half turn. Yeah. When you do that half turn, you, you leave that left leg almost in front to be able to swing that leg. Then after you plant the right foot and do the half turn, correct? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, okay. I mean, it's really similar to doing bar skills where you're swinging. Um, I don't, maybe like, uh, like if you've ever done kendama skills or anything, I'm trying to think of something that is just that you swing around like that. It's just, you can change the direction of it. It's really, you shouldn't think of your legs as two separate things. They are really just, you have your one body and you can really control like you can do the wave you know up one leg into the other and that's what's happening during something like that you are killing the power in your left leg to put it into your right leg to put it back into your left leg you're you're basically doing you know like air walking you're you're putting the momentum back and forth between between the different body parts to allow um tricking to happen it's not you 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 almost never create fresh energy uh, during the tricks. There, it has come from somewhere in order to allow it to be powerful. And that's what's really, you know, I've slowly learned this about myself is like, I'm a more, I'm a bigger guy. So I can muscle these skills, but I don't want to muscle the skills. I'm the, the reason I am improving over time is because I'm learning how to posture and I'm learning how to retain my initial momentum. And then, you know, when something poor happens, then I can muscle afterwards, which is a good thing in that specific situation, but it is not something you want to do constantly. I like that. All right. 